and welcome to FiverCast, the official Fiverr podcast for sellers by sellers. My name is Red, aka Red Horrocks. And I'm Adam, also known as TwistedWeb123. Today we're joined by seller Jason TD. Welcome to the show, Jason. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks so much. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Jason, and on Fiverr, I'm Jason TD, and I live in the central Florida area, and I've been selling on Fiverr. I've been doing voiceovers there for a little less than a year now, but I've been uh, doing f- freelance work and sort of entrepreneurial sorts of work for about 15 or 16 years now, and I actually never have worked away from home. I've never had like a traditional office job, so my entire experience has been uh, freelancing and doing entrepreneurial sorts of ventures like that. So today, we are going to talk about tools that help freelancers stay sane. Um, For me, this is a really good topic because I am not kidding when I say that I spend my entire time talking to myself in a padded room. So uh, I have a tendency to kind of like hermitize and and, uh, just insulate a little bit. So one of the things that we're talking about today is tools and things that help us uh, not go crazy. So... Adam, um, tell me some of the challenges that you find on how to stay sane when you're freelancing at home. The biggest struggle for me always uh, as a freelancer, and I've been freelancing now for just over a decade, is always trying to find the perfect balance between work and your social life. So you have a fulfilling work life, but you also have a fulfilling social life that you're an active part of. Because I always find it very easy to kind of always blur those lines or cross them over where you could be out doing social things and still kind of working, or you could be at work on Facebook. So that's that's the biggest kind of struggle that I always kind of find myself coming across. So how about you, Jason? What's your um your hot button issue when you're when you're freelancing? Well, solitude definitely is something that I experience and have experienced for a long time myself. I personally am uh, pretty much a, I'm pretty comfortable with being an introverted sort of person. So I'm okay with uh, with not uh, having as much interaction with the outside world. But it uh, it definitely seems like something that uh, that needs to be addressed because I know it's not <laughs> it's not really healthy for anyone to be completely on their own. But there are a number of other things that uh, that come up like uh, the. Being being sort of your own boss, it can be sort of a uh, double-edged sword in that you also can kind of become your own jailer because you uh, can tend to have a compulsion to work all the time and uh, not let yourself have time off. That's uh, one of the big things that I think is a thing that people who don't do freelancing uh, get wrong. They think that if you work from home, you just have all this free time available. But if you really uh, enjoy what you're doing, if you enjoy what you're working on, then you have a tendency to not give yourself breaks. And you have a tendency just to push yourself all the time and never have time off. Yeah, I think I'm really guilty of doing that, too. Like you get kind of because work is is like the main focus of your day it just it does can it can completely consume like everything that you're doing from waking to sleeping and since you don't have office hours necessarily you're not going to get kicked out of the office at 5 p.m. you have the potential to just keep on kind of going so i have the same i have the same problem with that yeah as as you say it kind of it go it's a double edged sword because the more you work the more likely you you are to you know become uh, more of a hermit but then the more you become social the less likely you are to work and it sounds I've, I've always got the biggest advice for me when it comes to solitude because I'm very happy you know by myself working where I could work away for 12 hours straight coding something that I was enjoying doing but I always try and push myself to try and you know go out there and do social things and the thing that I always do if I've been working all day 
Um, the chances are I haven't spoken to anyone yet. And you know when you wake up in the morning and the first time you speak to someone, your voice kind of has this weird cackly like crack to it. Every time before I leave the house for the first time after working, I always say a sentence to myself. <laughs> and then I go and leave the house. <laughs> and the first person I talk to, I'm not there saying, hello. <clears throat> <clears throat> As if you're the first person I've talked to today. <laughs> that is my top tip. Talk to yourself once before you leave the house. It's kind of funny because with doing voiceovers, I will go in and be ready to do a voiceover. And um, I, I always do a mic check or like do an equipment check. But before doing that, when I'm just walking into the room where I do the recording, I talk to myself just to make sure my voice is there and OK. I'll be walking, just walking around without any microphone or anything, just saying like test, 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 <laughs> <laughs> just making sure I sound OK because I haven't talked to anyone. <laughs> I do the same thing. I think I usually like I'll usually like say something to myself at some point but the other thing that I do and this is this is just a, a something that I've learned doing voiceovers is I sing um so I'll like not and I'm not a good singer by any stretch of the imagination so I'll I'll like go into my studio and I'll just kind of have a song in my head and be singing to myself before I actually start recording because <laughs> it's the only, it's an easy way to like get whatever stuff is in my voice to come out so again people must think i'm just if anyone saw me i would i look crazy i look absolutely crazy every day does that mean we can't ask for requests on this episode uh no no because there is no singing there is no singing here <laughs> okay not the musical episode no definitely not no we will we'll have to get joss whedon to write us a version one day but for now no Anyone new to freelancing must think we're quite insane at the moment that we all have just admitted to talking to ourselves at random <laughs> points in the day to get through. But, I, but uh, I would hope that there are some of our listeners that are nodding their head and going, yeah, I do that too. Yay. Well, it, it makes complete sense because it sounds it sounds silly. But if you have been working quite a lot, you're kind of like, does my voice still work? Is it, is it still there? Yeah. Am, I, am I good to go? Because I, 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 before I kind of picked that up, I was very much in the situation of especially when I was younger I would go for like hackathons if you like where I could be coding for 18 hours straight because I absolutely loved it and then I would leave the house and god knows what my voice sounded like to other people <laughs> it was just so completely strange so I, I always kind of like to as I say I'd like to push myself out there to try and be social because especially when you're freelancing and you love what you do it's very easy to just do that and not do anything else so what about for um, for people that don't have necessarily a, a really active community around them? Like for me, I live in a really transient town and I have some friends, but I can go like a week or so without getting a chance to see them. So like there's some things that I know I, I like that are online. Do you guys have any things that you like uh, online community wise that kind of give you more that sense of not being alone? Recently, actually, uh, a couple of days ago, I actually signed up to Meetup, which is meetup.com which is actually a website where people can create and host events for similar-minded people, and you subscribe to it, or you sign up completely free of charge and see what's going on in your local area. And what I loved about this website was I signed up and I had a look what was on in my local area, not actually thinking I'd find that much. And tonight, as an example, there is a board game night to go play classic board games, which is a great social event. Then tomorrow... There is a young professionals tech startup meeting, which is fantastic as well. So for me, I really like what I see from Meetup because I see the ability to socialize in both a fun social way, but also to socialize in a network professional way as well to kind of better those both kind of the worlds. 
Yeah, I, I tried Meetup as well. I uh, have been a member on there for a good long while, and uh, I'm in the Central Florida area, so I get uh, updates for what's going on in Orlando and in Tampa and various places in Florida here. And uh, it looks like there's a lot of really good stuff going on. My problem is that I haven't uh, I haven't kept up my end of the bargain. I haven't sufficiently motivated myself to get out there and actually go to the things. But it looks like there's a lot of stuff out there that I would like to do if I could sort of summon the motivation to move out of my hermit hole here. <laughs> so. Um, I, I think that's a very good suggestion. I think for me, like um, one of the things that I really, I really like. I'm not necessarily a, a like go to meetup kind of person, but uh, I spend a lot of my day on Skype. Uh, not necessarily, um, not necessarily talking to my friends, but talking to the people that I kind of consider coworkers. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of other Fiverr users that I'm connected with on Skype, especially um, for me. And I'm am- as an ambassador. There's an ambassador chat group. Um, and it's a really great way to, uh, kind of like keep up with communications with other people who are more like a coworker sense. So they kind of know my day and know what I'm going through and know what it's like being on your own. So I think for me, like more so than going out, like finding new members of that community has been really beneficial for me. I've been meaning to check out the Fiverr forums and uh, and see what's going on there because I think it would help to uh, to have that sort of connection with sort of coworkers and people who uh, know what you're going through when you're having to put together projects and uh, working with clients and working with deadlines and that sort of thing. So it seems like having that sort of network really would be a good uh, almost like support group that you have for this sort of thing that we do. Yeah, exactly. Like it's nice to talk to people that understand that you know I might go a couple of days without leaving my house, and that doesn't make me a bananas crazy person. Yeah, um, the the site that I go to most frequently for forum type things is uh, is usually Reddit, which can be good or bad. Uh, there are some good areas of Reddit, and there are some bad areas that you don't, that no one should <laughs> probably go into. <laughs> But uh, there are some uh, communities on there that are good for freelancers for uh, finding out things like that. But I, I usually, uh, when I am being social and I'm talking to people and uh, sort of having that outlet, I tend not to focus as much on my work. I tend to focus more on my hobbies and on other things. Like I'll go in and I'll talk to somebody uh, on Reddit or online or just talk to someone in general about uh, looking forward to the new X-Files season that's starting or uh, talk about a book or a video game or something like that. So uh, when I when I do my social and uh, getting away from it, I tend to, these days at least, uh, really get away from the work that I've been doing uh, and not as much about enriching my freelance skills as as opposed to making sure that I still exist in some capacity outside of work, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. What about you, Adam? Are you a member of any forums or anything like that? In regards to the forums, I mainly just kind of concentrate on the Fiverr forum, only because when you're a freelancer, Meeting other freelancers in general doesn't necessarily mean that they are in the same field as what you are or they you know they come across the same sort of situations. So the thing I love about the Fiverr forum specifically is that you're more likely to meet freelancers who are doing a similar thing to you, but they're also working on a free, uh, the same platform. So, I mean, when I go to like a freelancer meetup, I can talk about work, but when I get kind of like the specifics of, well, on Fiverr, and people kind of turn around and go, well, what's Fiverr? So it's nice on the forum where I can, you know, people already have that kind of information and that knowledge. But I also, I love the idea of joining other forums and talking about just your interests and your hobbies. Because I think it's one of those things where if you don't kind of put your time into those interests and hobbies, those are something that you can maybe drop off or lose out on when really it's something that you really enjoy doing and being a part of. And online forum is the best of both worlds for that because you may not always have the time to do something but at least you can talk about it with like-minded people. 
for me, any tools that I use for my freelancer based life is always based on automating my process or making my process as simple as possible. Now, I actually saw an article the other day that was from Mark Zuckerberg, where he took a photo of his wardrobe and it was all gray shirts and all uh, gray hoodies. And people asked him, why do you have the exact same clothes? And he said, because I try to make everything in my life as automated as possible to make the smallest uh, decisions possible so I can really focus on what I want to do. And that's the exact kind of thing that I try to reflect in the work that I do. So any tools that I use, I want to make my life automated, basically. So I look at using tools such as Dropbox, which is a big tool that I'll, I'll use to basically create a full circle, if you like where any work that I do goes into Dropbox. Dropbox is then synced with Fiverr. And if I go anywhere to just a coffee shop or if I go abroad, if I go anywhere else, it's all on Dropbox. And the whole thing goes full circle. So it means no matter where I am or what I do or what computer I'm using, I've always got my work in my lap. Whereas the alternative is to you know have it all on one laptop or have it on your desktop. And if you go to work somewhere with your laptop, as an example, and that file was on your desktop, you then make it more difficult for yourself. So the the biggest tool that I probably use the most is tools like Dropbox. I do a very similar thing with mine, but instead I do use Dropbox occasionally, but more frequently I use Google Drive. I actually subscribe to the the pay version of that so you get more storage space and and all of that. But I do a very similar thing with uh, with Google Drive where I will do a uh, I will maybe get a uh, an order for a voiceover and I will get the script for it and I'll drop that into Google Drive and then I will um, have that wherever I need to be. I uh, sometimes record in different places and then I'll do my recording and I'll upload the audio file into Google Drive and then go back and have it at my desktop computer where I can edit or do whatever. So it's it's just so convenient to have uh, all of the files that I need just right there from any computer. And I think I think Dropbox probably works very similarly to that. Yeah, my preference is for Dropbox. I'm not I'm not sure if Google Drive is the function is there yet, but uh, my preference with Dropbox is that the Fiverr app is also integrated into it. So when you're on the Fiverr mobile app, um, you have the ability to select files directly from Dropbox. So I can, for example, render a big video that's, you know, let's say 50 megabytes or 100 megabytes, put it onto render, leave the house, get a notification on my phone when it's been uploaded automatically to Dropbox, and then just log into the Fiverr app and send the message with the Dropbox link. Whereas the alternative for me would have been sitting around waiting for an hour and then sending it through when I'm at the desktop. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I didn't realize that you could do that with the uh, the app. The the files that I have with my gig that I uh, normally do are much smaller than that. So for me, I don't sit around like that. But for anyone who has video or has a big thing like that, it seems like that would be just uh, just a breakthrough to be able to do that. Yeah, the trick is to basically any program that you use, um, always have the preset save file as the Dropbox folder on your computer. So all of my video renderings, all of my audio renderings, all of my graphic programs, etc. Every time I save them, they go into pre-designated files inside this Dropbox folder, inside subfolders from that. So everything that I can do is automated. So if I've also got a client that I work with quite regularly, um, and let's say they want graphical uh, posters or banners or anything done, what I'll often do is we'll create a shared Dropbox folder together. And then any work I do, it's automatically uploaded to that folder and the buyer receives it instantly as opposed to me creating the work, going into the email, getting through to you know zip them together or upload all the files and email it through to them, that client already knows that we have this agreed set up folder and everything he can find or want is in there. The other really big tool that I like to use is something called Push. 
Now, I'm a very visual person, and due to the work that I do, explaining and demonstrating things is very important. So what Push allows you to do is Push allows you to take a screenshot of whether it's a web page, your computer, a portion of the page, or anything in general, and instantly uploads that to the internet to give you an image. Now, I really love this tool because it allows me to work in many different scenarios. So let's say, for example, I'm fixing someone's website and they need me to change something. I'll change it. I'll take this quick screenshot with Push and I'll send them the link to show them that it's been changed. The alternative to that is me taking a screenshot, saving it onto my computer, cropping it out, and then sending it to them or sending through no proof at all. Another way that I like to use it is when I create um, logos, I often generate a lot of different files for them, such as PSD files, source files, and all this other stuff. But if a buyer comes back to me and says they have an amendment, it's really annoying to have to make the amendment and send through all the files all over again for them to confirm it. So what I'll often do is I'll make the amendment, take that automated screenshot again, send it through to them and say, hey, is this what you're looking for? If they say yes, I send through the upgraded files. If they say no, I will go ahead and amend it again. But I've cut all that time down there because I'm not spending the time saving the file, sending it through, waiting it for to upload, etc. I'm literally just sharing a link in about one to two seconds. So that's the other program that I highly recommend using. A big part of something that I've really started learning more and more recently, um, which, you know, three years on Fiverr and I'm still learning, um, is uh, ways to make my my myself more efficient and more streamlined because one of the things that i've i noticed was and we kind of touched upon this before the whole thing where you can spend your entire day working i was doing that all the time i was spending like six to eight hours in studio every single day and then i realized that if i just made like a few little changes to the way i work i could really streamline it down and now i'm down to more like two to three hours a day and that gives me a lot more time to pursue other hobbies or do other things or you know, talk to real people and stuff like that. So I think that's a really um, a really good thing that everyone should maybe take a quick peek at is take a look at your process and see if there's a way that you can tweak it to make it better. Yeah, I think, I think there's loads of things you can do. I mean, coming back to Dropbox as an example, one other thing you can do is um, at the beginning of each working day, you can create a folder in your Dropbox. Let's say it's called um, Tuesday. So you call the folder Tuesday. You then go through all of your orders. So let's say, for example, Red, if we're doing voiceovers, you then go through all of your orders and you record each voiceover and save it as the file order number for reference. Save it inside Tuesday, record all the voiceovers back to back, you know, quickly. And then at the end of it, go on to Fiverr with the integrated Dropbox and just select each of those um, order numbers related to whatever order you've done. And then from that, you automate the process because you don't find yourself having to spend time manually uploading the files, waiting for it to be sent, and then click and send, etc. It's all automated to the degree that you're still doing work whilst other stuff is going on behind the scenes. And even that can help you streamline and work faster. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, one of the ways that I've actually handled it is, is sort of uh, a little similar. But the only reason why I don't do all my recordings in one go and not send them is because... Oftentimes, I'll get uh, script revisions from clients before I've actually delivered an order, and I've been bitten. In, I've been bitten on that one once or twice. Um, but what I do is um, I use the uploading process uh, as a. I used to like upload a file and while it wait for it to upload and then click deliver. So what I do now is I just open two windows. 
So while one is uploading, I'll be recording the next file and then I'll I'll send the one that's already loaded and then in that window I'll go ahead and, and record the next one and so forth. So I kind of toggle back and forth between two windows. So there's no waiting. But the other the other thing I did which made me epically more efficient that I didn't realize was dragging me down that much is for two hours in the morning when I am in my studio, I shut off Skype and I shut off access to my email and I leave my cell phone far, far, far away. And even just little things like seeing the email icon pop up was was really like something that was making me stop and slow down. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to check this email and make sure it's nothing I need to handle. But just shutting everything down just for two hours, I I can go through so many more orders now. It's it's bananas. I didn't realize the impact it was having on my time. It really is distracting to uh, to have. And this is something that I still do uh, even right now. Like as we're recording this, I, I have open tabs in my browser and I have like the little Facebook tab up there that it's just a compulsion that it's uh, up there. And whenever I get notifications, they come through and I see it there. And I haven't come through the other side yet. I haven't broken myself of that habit. So I can testify that it definitely costs me a lot of time to have those distractions going on while I'm working you may be like really focused on doing your work and then you'll get an email or you'll get a Skype message and it just kind of derails you. And if you, if you go, if you follow, if you follow the derailment down the line, you can end up losing so much time. It's, it's crazy. I really highly encourage everyone to just for just one time, just try working with nothing else. It's, it's really interesting the impact it can have. So it's worked for me. I found it really great. And like I said, it's cut my studio time down by about half which is awesome the problem i have is i'm a bit of a facebook and bbc sport junkie so i need i need to kind of like have a fix to be able to to like move on from that if you like so the method that i use at the moment is i think myself okay you're going to check facebook at some point you're going to check bbc sport at some point but before you do make sure you do at least this so I'll say, like, do these 10 orders, then you can have a look at Facebook and only look at it for about five or 10 minutes. Don't be there for an hour. And I find that works for me because otherwise I'm going the day thinking, I wonder if anyone's replied mm-hmm. or I wonder if any transfers have gone through, etc. And I, I find myself mulling that over my mind and that's distracting to me. So by giving me that little preset of time and, you know, making it a reward for doing work, it makes me more efficient because I don't check unless I've done that work. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're 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 creating your own carrot carrot system where you're dangling it in front of yourself, and it makes you want to work through things, you know, more efficiently and faster. That makes perfect sense. So the other side that comes to freelancing, of course, is there are a lot of good days, but you also can sometimes have some, you know, some negative days that can kind of throw you off or can make you work slower or less productive because of that. What sort of advice uh, advice do you two have when you have one of those kind of days? Well, there definitely is. Uh, there seems to be a, a situation where the uh, the negativity seems to be louder than the positivity a lot of times when you're doing freelancing or when you're working for yourself. And uh, with Fiverr, one of the good things about Fiverr in particular is that there's the feedback system that's built in. So after you deliver an order and you've done these gigs and you feel like you've done a good job, you usually will get positive feedback from people and they'll be thanking you for what you did and it will uh, turn out well. But um, especially in other work that I've done in freelancing that doesn't have that sort 
of built-in system. Uh, what I hear from people the most is usually negativity, is people that are complaining about something in particular or making unreasonable demands, which, of course, that does happen on Fiverr. Sometimes there will be a client who doesn't understand exactly uh, what the, what they want to begin with, and they'll change it several times through, or they'll complain about something in particular. And uh, I, I actually have created a folder in my Outlook that I just put emails into that uh, when I get emails that are uh, people that are just outrageously angry with me for things or people who are giving really, really unreasonably negative feedback, I will just drop them into this folder. And I go back every once in a while and just read through the folder and just sort of uh, have a laugh for myself about that. And it's uh, it's everything from I, I think it was about a couple of years ago, I had someone who told me that uh, that my work had ruined Christmas for her child forever. <laughs> so those sorts of things uh, can can really be um, negative things that can weigh you down. But if you can find a way to turn them into positives and can find a way to sort of spin them for yourself, it, it really does help. I think for me, one of the things that I do um, is I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mildly big fan of schadenfreude. So there's a website that I absolutely love called Clients from Hell. And it's it's a lot for um, uh, there's a lot of graphic designers that post on on there, but it's a basically a it's kind of a little bit like a ranting site where people will just tell the ridiculous stories of things that their clients have asked them to do or have said to them, and for some reason it makes me feel better because it's like I know that I'm not alone in in the insanity that we we sometimes deal with as freelancers. So I I often pop on there and read a few of the newest posts, and then I feel. Um, slightly more vindicated. It makes me bet. It makes me feel better. Um, I also, uh, uh, it's, a, it's not quite the same as what Jason does, but I also started, um, uh, keeping track of a lot of my outtakes. So the times that I have just messed up ridiculously on mic, and obviously I never send them to the client, but if I'm feeling particularly, um, humbled every so often, I'll go through and, and listen to a few of those and it'll make me feel better. I, I think I probably could take just my folder of emails and just sort of en masse just dump them into clients from hell. And I think they would be set for a while with content there. <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I actually uh, I visit a, a website similar to clients from hell, but it's a little bit more varied in the content, which is the uh, the oatmeal, which uh, it's a cartoonist. Actually, if you know the oatmeal, he does a lot of different broad cartoons on a lot of different subjects. But I, I particularly like to follow his work-orientated um, subjects or his cartoons, where I've actually gone to the extent of having his posters printed out and mounted on my walls. And at the moment, I have four of his, post, uh, his posters on display, which is why working from home is both awesome and horrible, how a web design goes straight to hell, why I believe printers were sent from hell, and why it's better to pretend you don't know anything about computers. And I recommend checking out each one of them on oatmeal. Yeah, I like the oatmeal um, quite a lot too. I, I often uh, I often find their stuff quite entertaining. There's a lot of really good sites like that too. Um, there's another site that uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, the Chive, which is a um, kind of an image gathering site for uh, funny random galleries of things. Um, there's actually a, a girls' version called the Berry, which I spend uh, I spend some time peeking over, and there's a few things on there that. I let myself take a little break and look at galleries of ridiculous things all the time. So that's another good one too, is the berry. 
I mentioned Reddit previously, and Reddit's another place that uh, you can spend quite a bit of time finding things to just distract yourself and to amuse yourself during the day. But it can be a bit of a rabbit hole if you don't sort of rein yourself in. It can be a thing sort of like having Facebook open that you will just uh, start looking at something and then you keep looking at other things and reading more and more and commenting. And then before you know it, the day's gone. So you have to be a little bit careful with these things. That's where uh, I like my reward system. Just, just just, a little bit of time on this and then back to work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, while we were talking about uh, time management and things like that, and we were also talking about tools online, I did want to mention something that I use called Toggle. I'm not sure whether either of you may have uh, used that before, but it's a uh, website. It's Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. And it's uh, sort of just a time tracker that you can use that it's, it's all online. And um, I think they might have an app for it as well, but I just do it online that I keep a tab open from Toggle and you can enter a task in that you're doing and um, you hit start. And it just works pretty much as a stopwatch sort of thing that you keep it running while you're doing that task. And then you go back and hit stop and it'll record how long you spent doing that uh, task. And then you move on to the next one and you can categorize what you've done and can have all sorts of analytics from it. And then at the end of the day, you can look back and see how long you spent doing this and that and whatever. Uh, I, I initially started using it when I was doing uh, hourly freelance work. It was uh, it was a very easy way to keep track of how long I spent doing this project or that project so that I could bill it out correctly. But in just uh, personal life, it's very useful, too, to see, okay, well, I uh, played a video game for this long, and then, okay, I worked on my gigs for this long, and I did this for this long, and then I can see if there's anything that I maybe need to adjust in my schedule, if there's anything that looks like I'm spending too much time on it or anything that I need to uh, to shift around. And it gives a really good interface for that and is uh, very easy to use because you, you just go in and enter what you're doing and sort of click start and stop. And uh, that's kind of all there is to it. And that seems like a really good way to um, to kind of figure out like if you, like with me, like that I recently did with that where I was trying to shut down having so many distractions. Like it seems like a good idea to kind of get an idea of what's really happening with your day because Three minutes on Facebook might not seem like a whole lot, but then when you do that every 15 minutes, it can actually add up to a significant portion of time throughout the day. Right. And I think there probably are some tools. I don't know if Toggle specifically might have this, but there probably are some tools that uh, will automate that for you. Like it'll show you uh, how long you spend on what websites and how long you spend in this window or that window. And it might be something that even simplifies beyond Toggle. I, I haven't looked into that and discovered, but I would be very surprised if there's not something that automates that even further. So one of the other things that um, that I do, uh, which is another little tool that I have to say, Sane, is I, I really enjoy enjoy reading and I like watching TV and all of the, the standard stuff that you do. But when I've been recording all day, sometimes the last thing I want to be doing is like reading or watching a screen. Um, so there's a few podcasts that I really like that I wanted to mention if people were looking for some kind of entertainment distraction thing. And um, one of them that I really love is this podcast called Reply All, um, which is a show about the internet. And it's uh, it's from Gimlet Media and it's a couple of hosts and they just uh, they talk about various topics that are mildly Internet related um, and their episodes are always extremely interesting and entertaining and really, really fun. Um, so if anyone was looking to check out a new podcast, uh, obviously ours is the best, but that one's quite good, too. Yeah, I listen to Reply All as well, and I, I'm a little bit behind on it right now, but I can second that recommendation because they find really clever ways to tie things into the Internet and really interesting stories and um, interesting ways to present it. It's um, it's uh, I, I guess the best way that I would describe it is probably it's sort of NPR-ish in the way that they present it. This very produced and very professional sounding, but it's still fun at the same time. 
Are there any other podcasts that you listen to, Jason? Because I know you uh, you listen to a few. Yeah, I uh, I actually uh, host a couple of podcasts myself, so I'm very much into the podcast thing. But as with with other things, like I was talking about, most of the podcasts that I listen to myself have more to do with my hobbies. There are several video gaming podcasts that I listen to that aren't really pertinent to uh, to Fiverr stuff. And I listen to some uh, movie and TV podcasts and uh, really uh, sort of things based around entertainment and uh, just being a giant geek like I am. So uh, that's that's where most of it goes. But uh, in addition to Reply All, um, also from Gimlet, I also listen to uh, Startup. I haven't listened to the second season or beyond, but I listened to the first season of Startup. And it was a really interesting view into sort of the entrepreneurial world, uh, especially for me, having gone through multiple times uh, starting up businesses and doing entrepreneurship and all that kind of thing and seeing what uh, what people do these days with starting a business and all the hoops they have to jump through and getting funding and all of that. And so uh, it, it was fun to listen to the first season of that. But like I said, I haven't listened beyond the first season yet on that one. Uh, and so, Adam, what do you do for like your your entertainment fix? I am a big fan of Netflix. <laughs> Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. I often find myself, I actually normally do it whilst I'm working as a bit of background noise, but I often find myself kind of focusing on a show and then watching that show until I'm caught up or finished that particular show um, over whatever period of time it takes, just as a bit of background. So to give you an uh, indication at the moment, I'm current, I'm a bit behind the times. But I'm currently doing Doctor Who, and I have just finished the seventh season. Uh, I did not like Matt Smith as the Doctor, <laughs> but that is that, that that is what I often kind of focus on. I kind of keep myself channeled. I I normally stick with one show, then get into that show because I find it so difficult to switch between like five different shows. Then when the new episodes are released of that show and then this show, I just get lost. So I wait for pretty much the show to finish, and then I start. So you're a binge watcher. That is that is the word, yes. <laughs> Excellent. I I uh, I'm doing the same thing with the West Wing right now. That's that is really behind the times. I know, but it's Aaron Sorkin, and he's amazing. That's when did that finish? Oh, uh, a while ago. We're not going to talk about that, but it's great. Highly recommend it. Really entertaining. Yeah, my my wife and I actually just finished watching through all of the X Files, all nine seasons and two movies of that to get caught up for the new season that's just starting now. So uh, so Netflix definitely got our business for quite a while, and we we don't really binge watch stuff. We don't. Uh, I I tend to have an attention problem where I can't sit and watch like hours of TV back to back to back. I just uh, sort of roam off in the middle of that. So we were watching uh, like one to two episodes a night. So that lasted us quite a while. That's why I do it in the background whilst I work, so I can duck in and out but get the overall gist. Uh, alas, with voiceover, as you cannot be watching TV in the background. Sad day. You could if you put in headphones and you were, had the ability to focus on the show and read a different <laughs> script. And then you start what was being saying. Then you start, start saying X Files lines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it would be hilarious. I'm kind of tempted to try it just to see what would happen. As one of my other entrepreneurial things that I do is uh, run an entertainment news and review website and have another podcast for that, I find myself pretty steeped in entertainment stuff and particularly like TV shows and video games and all that. So um, by the nature of that and that sort of being a form of work that I do, I tend to entertain myself with my work through that. Like I will receive a video game that needs to be reviewed or something like that. And then I will get to spend time actually playing a game when, when playing the game is fun, but it also counts as work. So I'm able to cheat a little bit like that. Well, that's sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Especially getting the game for free, too. 
Well, that's about all we have time for this week. So thank you so much to Jason for joining us. You can find him on Fiverr as Jason TD. Our jingle was made by Ryan, who can be found as Custom Drum Loops, and we were edited today by Dancha. Thanks so much, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Fibercast.